Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Brewers Podcast. Brewers fans, opening day is here. Brewers baseball is back, and we couldn't be more excited. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Alex Eichstead. Alex, how you feeling? KJ, opening day is back. The Brewers baseball is back. They're returning to Cy Young, Craig Council, uh, you know, Willie Adamas, I'm excited to talk about this roster, this team this year, can wrap up a little bit about spring. So we've got a great episode. So I'm excited to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the Brewers offseason happened short and sweet. It happened quick. There was a little bit of a lockout, but then they hammered out a deal as we predicted they would. And now opening day is April 7th. The Brewers are going to open up their season on the road against bitter rivals, Chicago Cubs, and then on the road again against the Baltimore Orioles, two teams who are largely rebuilding. And Alex, right out of the gate, how does it feel to really know that the Brewers will be able to make a statement in the the cold Wrigley Field uh, right off the bat? Because obviously they're not playing in the Dome. Miller Park's opening day is April 14th. I know we're going to be in attendance at that, but uh, opening thoughts, you know, just like starting the season off against the Cubs. We're going to see that pitching. I don't think Brewers fans are going to get that, you know, tons of runs offense to start the season, even though they're going to be glued to their TVs watching these opening games. It's going to be the pitching. I think the Brewers have had that strength. Council emphasized the bullpen. The bullpen's looking really good in spring training. The bats, you know, they're going to have to step up. You know, bringing in Andrew McCutcheon was huge. I'm excited to see what he can do. Just kind of see how that lineup looks. That's always one of the most exciting parts, KJ, for me, you know, is just seeing who's in the leadoff position, who's where, you know, where Council finally has this this lineup uh, starting. And uh, I'm excited about the Brewers. They have one of the deepest pitching rotations in the MLB. So, <laughs> man, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I mean, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer with the X-Factor, Aaron Ashby, maybe a fifth starter, or sorry, a sixth starter in there, kind of stretching everybody out, keeping everybody healthy. You know, that's like three all-star caliber pitchers. Those are three pitchers who could be in Cy Young rotation, uh, Cy Young conversation, Really just like the top of the tier right there, top of the sport, electric fastballs, plenty of movement, plenty of strikeouts, and they say on and on and on, good pitching beats good hitting. 
So that's one of the things that I think Brewers fans can be really excited about, like you just mentioned, the the pitching. And especially with a little bit of a shortened spring, especially with these hitters usually needing a little bit of time to dial it up. I mean, the Brewers pitching should just go right out of the gate and mow down these Chicago Cubs, who really kind of traded away the last remnants of their contender uh, last season at the trade deadline, so that's kind of interesting. Bryant, yeah, they didn't really re-sign any of these guys. You know, I think it was it was a little bit of a of a rumor that they might re-sign one of them. Like maybe that's a it's a Javier Bias, maybe it's a Anthony Rizzo, but they're all gone. You know, the the Cubs are starting from scratch, and and you know even if the Brewers lineup isn't the best in the majors which we don't really expect it will be uh the addition of guys like andrew mccutcheon hunter renfro like you said should be able to take a little bit of pressure off of christian yelich um breaking news breaking news breaking news kj brewers pedro severino suspended 80 games after failing ped tests the brewers catcher who was actually having a pretty good spring hitting the hitting the you know, hitting it. Now he's gone. How do you react to that? You know, man, it's just unfortunate, but uh, it's one of those things that's not going to make or break us. You know, it's not like it's uh, Christian Yelich getting suspended 80 games. It's not like it's, you know, Ryan Braun getting suspended 80 games. It's not like it's Andrew McCutcheon getting suspended 80 games. Like, he's a backup catcher. You know, Armar Narvaez was going to be the guy who was getting the majority of the at-bats. And uh, really the Brewers, I expect to, you know, next man up you know good news is we have one of the best management structures in the entire sport if not the top so we have david stearns out there already on the phones working these options you know we have guys like i mean in our minor leagues there there are potential players who could step up uh we could be picking someone up off the off the waiver wire stuff like that you know david stearns don't put it past him to make a move he's gonna have us in a great spot as he always does but luckily it's not our starter you know omar norvais he's gonna be starting the year obviously he's gonna get more playing time and luckily he's not like our best hitter he is a hitting catcher who can you know swing it better than the, the average catcher but uh all in all you know the brewers are gonna be just fine i think the main thing with this team is the is the pitching you know, like you got guys like Colton Wong still there. You got like guys like Willie Adamas still there. You know, Yelich figures to bounce back. Andrew McCutcheon, Andrew McCutcheon's had an OPS higher than league average every single year of his career. Rowdy Telez is back. Hunter Renfro is about to rake. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, a lot of people sleeping on him. Um, really, you know, I'm optimistic. I think if the Brewers can put their lineup around 15, you know, last year they they had like a maybe like a lower middle. Uh, you know, lineup in terms of how everything shook out at the end uh, with upper tier pitching. Like, if they can even be average with their bats this year, which maybe like Christian Yelich can come back to the mean, you know, they're going to get Luis Urias back. Jace Peterson figures to have uh, some of those third base at bats until Luis Urias comes back. Obviously, he's a big piece of what the Brewers are doing here, but they should be just fine. I mean, if you stack up these lineups against teams like the Cubs, against teams like the Orioles, it's like, I think you're going to take the Brewers. And, you know, we're absolutely going to take our pitching. We haven't even mentioned, uh, you know, Devin Williams. We'll see how he does. We haven't even mentioned Josh Hader yet either. So it's like I'm excited about that. Uh, But let's talk about spring training for a sec. You know, the things that really jump off the page to me, if we do a quick recap about spring training, you're right. Pedro Severino was hitting the ball very well. He had multiple home runs. 
You know, he had an OPS, uh, it was like 1.3. But the guy who was hitting the ball the best for the Brewers should be a very, very, very welcome sight. And that's Kustin Hera. After a catastrophic year last year, he batted 393 in spring, 45 OPS, 929 slugging. That's a 1.4 OPS. I might have said on-base percentage in there, but... um, that's that's a welcome sight, and obviously Andrew McCutcheon, he swung the bat at a 1.238 OPS clip. Tyrone Taylor swung it at a 1.234 OPS clip. Uh, even Jonathan Singleton, he only had six at-bats, but he, he was doing work out there. His OPS is over 1,000, too. Um, Alex, anything that stands out, with, out uh, for you in terms of spring training? If Keston Hira can find his bat again, this Brewers lineup is going to be so much better for it because expectations are low. Maybe that's a good thing for him now. Before, he was kind of on the opposite side of it. Superstar prospect came in to the show and just hit the ball, hammered it, You know, went right to the slugger position, and then kind of had the strikeout bug. He had 11 hits, 28 at-bats in spring. I'm seeing four home runs, 12 RBI. He still struck out 11 times to three walks, so you'd like to see him be a bit more patient. But, hey, if if he he was able to put contact on the ball and hit it hard, that's something this Brewers lineup could use. They could use that last postseason. So I think he's kind of this X factor here. Rowdy Tellez, you have to imagine, will get the opening day start. But Keston... You know, like, that that's exciting. That's positive. I think Tyrone Taylor, also KJ. You know, this guy's just good. Is mm-hmm. he going to win the job at center field? You think you think he's going to end up winning this, like, a job in the outfield? You know, I think he's going to get a ton of at-bats, right? Like, I don't think you can really say he's going to, like, win the job or another guy's going to lose the job. I don't think that's really how Craig Council rolls. I mean, if there's anything about the Brewers skipper who we think should win manager of the year, you know, several times, uh, for guiding the Brewers to the playoffs multiple years in a row, obviously on one of the lowest payrolls in the MLB and one of the, the smallest media markets in the MLB, just doing amazing stuff with the talent we give him. You know, Craig Council likes to mix and match it up. He likes to be unpredictable. He likes to do that with his pitchers. He likes to do that with his hitters. He likes to play the averages. He likes to play the advanced stats. And so I think Tyrone Taylor is a big piece about what we're doing here. You know, he's one of these cost-controllable guys who can play multiple positions. He can play left. He can play right. He can play center. And he can swing the bat. He can steal a bag. He can run and turn that double into a triple, maybe turn that single into a double, he can do a lot for you, so it's like he's going to be on the field. Obviously, they brought in Hunter Renfro, who has an absolute cannon of an arm. He's gunning down guys to, to win games, stuff like that. You, you can just wait uh, this season when he's going to probably make one of these critical throws at a critical time, uh, really help the Brewers out there. You know, a lot of people are actually talking about how good the Brewers' pitching was, but not just that how the defense is set up behind them. You know, the Brewers figure to have a pretty strong defense relative to other teams, and that's one thing that even elevates pitching further. So I'm interested to see if that holds up. Like, we'll see how that how that goes. You know, obviously, we haven't even mentioned guys like Lorenzo Cain. Uh, you know, three guys to me, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, and Keston Hera, the Brewers haven't really gotten much from those guys, but all three of those guys could hit at an all-star caliber level give us all-star caliber performances straight up and let's say we get one of those three guys turned in an all-star performance let's say we get two of those three guys doing it i mean this team is stacked because we have potential three cy youngs on our pitching staff this team could be very 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 special 
Uh, like you need the guy on the other side of the ball cage, just like in football. You need a good yeah. player on the defensive side. Yeah. Um, let's see. You know, like Brewers spring training. Uh, I'm excited yeah. for the regular season. Pitchers, because... like, like Josh Hader, four innings pitched, 18 Ks per nine. So, obviously, he had eight strikeouts in four innings. <laughs> I mean, Hader is the best closer I, I mean this guy is just so fun to watch Brewers fans how excited are you to watch hater i'm excited but devin williams right four oh, stri- yeah four innings in spring training that's all he pitched four innings nine strikeouts so it's like that feels He's good he, he did have a nine era so you know he did give up four <laughs> runs uh, we'll see. We'll see. But he's obviously missing bats. Maybe he's throwing too many strikes. Maybe, you know, you never know. Lucas Ersig is one of these guys to keep an eye on as the season goes on. He was a Brewers third base prospect. They converted to a pitcher. He said he's got a superpower arm. He's got a 10.1 K9 through spring. But if you look at the Brewers' big three pitchers, uh, Corbin Burns, 12.2 K9 in spring. He had 19 strikeouts in 14 innings. You look at Freddie Peralta, he had 15 strikeouts in 14 innings. Brandon Woodruff had 12 strikeouts in 11 innings. These guys are able to miss bats. You know, obviously spring training is that time of year when you also work on things. So even if these guys' ERAs are a little high, Brewers fans, if you're looking at the, the spring training stats, don't read too much into that because this is when they're trying out those new pitches. This is when they're tinkering with those current pitches, when they're trying to get even better um, I'm excited to see what this staff can do. Like maybe it's unrealistic for them to pitch quite as well as they did last year, but maybe they can even be better. That's what's so exciting is all three of these guys are super young. Uh, <laughs> and they're oh, under my. team control. So it's like Corbin Burns, he's twenty seven years old. He's in his prime. Freddie Peralta is twenty five years old. He's like entering his prime. And Brandon Woodruff is twenty nine. He's entering his prime too. The Brewers here are set up just to be so strong. We mentioned in the beginning how they have a guy like Aaron Ashby who can barely even, you know, he can't even make our rotation. He's so strong. Brewers fans, if the Brewers have just an embarrassment of riches and the right opportunity presents itself, Dave, don't put it past David Stearns to even potentially make a monumental mega trade in which he deals from our surplus of starting pitching in order to bring a bona fide bat back into the Brewers uh, lineup. That's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on is the ultimate dark horse trade, ultimate dark horse move that the Brewers could pull this year. Uh, I love having this amount of surplus of pitching. You know, Ethan Small's going to be in the minors to start the year. He's a Brewers first-round pick lefty from a few years ago. He's carving people up, but he's obviously... You know, not good enough to crack our rotation yet, which is really saying something. He could probably start in a lot of teams in the league. Uh, you know, it's just like an embarrassment to riches out here, Al. Hold on, Gage. I got to tell Brewers fans about what I'm seeing out here because I'm taking a look at Josh Hader's spring training stats, right? You, you kind of said, yeah, he had eight strikeouts and four innings. But look across the board. He gave up zero hits, zero runs, zero home runs. He walked one guy. He had a 0.25 whip, zero batting average against. Man, a lot of zeros there. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of zeros. Josh Hader is in form. He's kind of one of those guys you could almost just come back from like a fishing trip and just be ready to throw throw the baseball. Kind of, you know, special talent there. So I'm excited to see how it all fits together because the the big three up front cage – 
we'll probably see Corbin Burns opening day. Oh yeah, he's opening. We'll, and we'll see how it kind of goes. Like who's going to be at that elite tier again this year? Because it's the MLB is a tough season. You know, Christian Yelich, we've seen it. He could bounce back easily, as the, you know. And so I think that's something just to be prepared for. But guys like Hater, um, what just star know, power. And just the star power kind of is consistent. I think that's what Andrew McCutcheon's going to bring is just a consistent guy, almost at the fill-in for Brawny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about that in a previous pod, how McCutcheon's going to take a lot of pressure off these bats. You know, another one of these guys who's just been around. He's won for a long time. He's been successful for a long time. He's going to help our guys up and down the lineup. Uh, Hunter Renfro brings a great attitude, great culture in here. Um, you know, you bring back a lot of the guys that made this team tick, little guys like Rowdy Telez, uh, stuff like that. Um, Luis Urias should be able to give the Brewers a jolt to the lineup when he gets fully healthy. You know, you're betting on a little bit of upside as it pertains to Lorenzo Cain, Kesson Hera, that kind of thing. Colton Wong, just a steady eddy in the lineups. Uh, we subtracted Jackie Bradley Jr., gotta love that. Um, you know, really the, the strengths of this team, if we're talking about just overall team strengths, the rotation and pitching staff's an obvious one. You know, a lot of a lot of people, Brewers fans, are actually ranking the Brewers pitching as as either top three, top two, or even number one in the in the major leagues. Uh, but on top of that, I'm going to say like our outfield is is a really good position of strength. You know, I do believe we have enough pieces here. Even if you look down in the farm, you got guys like Sal Frelick coming up. You got guys like Garrett Mitchell coming up. You got guys like Tyrone Taylor, Hunter Renfro, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Kane. Like we have depth in the outfield as well. But Brewers fans don't sleep on the middle infield for our team. You know, on top of having guys like Willie Adamas, on top of having guys like Luis Urias, we also have guys coming up. Our, our shortstop prospects. You know, Bryce Turing. We have several shortstop prospects coming up in the wings. Uh, Colton Wong's man in second base, you know. Like, that's kind of the strengths I see of this team is the uh, the management for sure, the pitching staff for sure, you know, the middle infield for sure, and then also the outfield. So it's like where could the Brewers get better? You know, potentially the corners, first base, uh, and potentially catcher. Like you mentioned at the top of the show, you know, Pedro Severino, not ideal, but I think we'll overcome. What do you think about the strengths? Anything to add? I think they've got a little bit of a little system going on in outfield because the Brewers' top two prospects, Cage, are both outfield prospects. Number 70th overall, Sal Fralick, is in high A. I mean, this guy is a speedster, Brewers fans. We'll be hearing about him. Uh, he's a, he's on the Timber Rattlers. He's He's kind of this guy who can, you know, steal a ton of bags. They say he's got top, top speed. And a top top, uh, you know, hit tool. batting average. So it, it yeah. you know, it could be a potential guy to keep your eye on. He's in high A. He's twenty one years old. When you have that much depth too, you can swing a deal to trading. That's what I'm saying. Because then, then you got Joey Weimer, an outfielder. He's the hundredth overall prospect, and he's in high A. And Cage, this guy has top top power, kind of he's like got a an elite slugger, arm too. and an elite arm. And so you have these outfield prospects you got outfielders in the major leagues that you're gonna have to dh one probably maybe stearns needs to make a move get a you know a corner infielder um but i guess maybe he's also rolling the dice on keston Hira. so that that's also something that could be interesting is like he's gonna maybe let the first 20 you know so games 40 games go before 
making a move on one of those corner out infield positions? What do you think? Because I see that as the weakness. I think on the offensive side, you've got the, the outfield as the strength. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, you have a surplus of pitching. You have a surplus of shortstops, frankly, and you have a surplus of uh, outfielders. And you can deal from your surpluses to address your weaknesses. Uh, you know, you see a guy like Ramirez in the, in the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, now they're the Guardians. They were the Indians. Uh, signed an extension there. We've kind of been wanting him to come to the Brewers for years. His extension was just over $24 million a year, so it's a lot of dough for a team like the Brewers. It's a lot of dough for a franchise like Cleveland. Um, but he's kind of off the market now. Apparently he's got a full no-trade clause with that deal. So so one thing, one unfortunate uh, great bat that came off the market, uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes onto the market because there is a little bit of a shift in contenders uh, you know, as we kind of mentioned in terms of the Brewers' weaknesses, let's talk about the NL Central. So it's really Brewers fans, the Brewers and Cardinals, and you have the Pirates rebuilding, you have the Reds rebuilding, and you have the Chicago Cubs rebuilding. I like our odds to get back to the playoffs very, very, very much. I think the Brewers, like, if I put the odds of the Brewers getting to the playoffs, I would put it at, like, 70 80%. You know, like, it's pretty high. Uh, Alex, what, what about you? NL Central preview, you know, like, how do you envision the Brewers shaking out in the Central? Uh, how do you envision you know our playoff odds looking as we sit here right for opening day? Fast start. Got to get off to a fast start. You got the Orioles. You got the Cubs. Two two franchises that you can get off to. You know maybe maybe you can win both of those series. I think you would expect that actually because then you got the Cardinals in a tough four gamer. Mm-hmm. But the Brewers. Or, you know, then they got the Pirates. You know, they can get off to a fast start. And we've seen it in years past about how if you can get off to a good start with the pitching, let that pitching settle in and just work and eat up innings all year long, that's going to be the recipe for success for this team. Um, They don't really have, I think, you know, the Brewers don't have an overpowering farm system. So this is their window in a a certain way with, with this pitching that they have. They got to go for it because I see the division kind of weak right now outside of St. Louis. So you're going to get yourself in a position to get back in the playoffs and then uh, have to get, take advantage in the playoffs. So I expect, you know, those first couple series, I don't expect them to lose to the Cubs. I expect them to be 3 1 there. What about you? Yeah, I, I think the Brews can easily take three of those four. Um, I think they can also take two of the three versus the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So that would put them at, you know, five and two, something like that, maybe four and three. I think we'd be happy with either one of those. I would love nothing more than a sweep and a sweep. Uh, but I think the Cardinals, we can we can bet to uh, have a little bit of a slugfest against them. As we broaden our horizons, look at the major league landscape, really some of these teams like that you really have to worry about, the Los Angeles Dodgers, like they are stacked. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, they are absolutely stacked as well, world champions right now. Uh, but then, you Loaded. know, I think the Brewers are potentially the best team in the uh, the NL, uh, excuse me, the National League. You know, you could make an argument they were a better team than the, the Braves, uh, who lost Freddie Freeman, actually. But the Braves just simply got hot at the right time. The Brewers went ice cold at the right time. I think the Dodgers are the team that everyone, you know, projects to kind of be the lead dog there. Uh, Alex, you know, what do you see in terms of the top of the the National League, like Brewers, um, Braves, Dodgers, you know, maybe maybe the New York Mets, stuff like that. Uh, great pitching over there as well. San Francisco Giants were great last year. The Padres, I feel like they have a lot of talent in those two teams. 
even the Phillies. Here's what I see, Kate. Here's what I see. I see the Dodgers clear favorites in the West, right? You know, they're the clear favorites. And then in the 2-3, I think you've got the Padres or the Giants. And the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are going to slug it out near the bottom. Because didn't the Rockies just get rid of... uh, yeah, they lost I mean, a lot of guys. You know, they the, did. Bring you know, in Chris they're Bryant. pretty depleted. Yeah, Central. I think it's pretty safe to say the Brewers and the Cardinals, and you got to kind of keep your eye on the Cubbies. But the Reds and the Pirates are probably the you know the least favorites. You know, and then I think the East. You're going to hear about the Mets, right? Because the Mets, the Mets are probably the Francisco best challenger Lindor. to the Braves um, in that division. Um, Nationals kind of in a rebuild. Marlins kind of in a rebuild. Phillies mediocre. Maybe they'll be like in the middle of the pack. So Maybe I think Bryce Harper will do something. Maybe he won't. Uh, Padres, you know, it'll be interesting because uh, Fernando Tatis is actually hurt. So it's like he's the guy that makes that team go. He's like their emotional leader. Other than that, they have Manny Machado. You know, they, they've got Will Myers and Eric Hosmer who they're trying to really – you know, really offload. Um, but, yeah, you know, the Brewers are kind of, like, in a position where the Dodgers have absolutely stacked their lineup with bats, guys like Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, you know, Cody Bellinger. Uh, but the Brewers are absolutely stacked with pitching. So it's like good pitching usually beats good hitting. Good hitting's got to give us at least, you know, one or two runs, maybe three, four runs in these playoffs this year. So I think we can do it. I think uh, – Alex, do you think the Brewers could win the World Series this year? Win the World Series? I, I'm not even kidding you, Brewers fans. I'm looking at a CBS Sports article right now, and one of their analysts has the Brewers winning the World Series, and I'm going to join him, you know, because it's like if he believes it's possible, if you have the best pitching, anything is possible. The other projections I'm seeing here, Cage, are the Dodgers or the Braves. And I think those teams are going to be competitive in the playoffs, right? If you're going to want to, if you're going to have to, if you're going to get out of the NL, mm-hmm. I think you've got a good chance of winning the World Series. So the Brewers just kind of have to focus: how can they get out of the NL? How can they beat the Dodgers? How can they beat the Braves? And it's going to start from getting their pitching, you know, rotation perfect, and then producing more on the offensive end if they want to get there. You can never say never, Cage. You know. They've yeah. got Andrew McCutcheon. They've got Christian Yelich. They've got David Stearns, Craig Council. They've got the best pitching. Maybe, maybe we said we were saying last year how it was the best pitching of all time. They came back one year older. These guys are headed yep. into their prime. Why couldn't it get better this year? Um, but it's going to be a tall task because the Dodgers are a looming heck of a juggernaut. Squad. You know, it's like you're you're the Brewers are like you know the. Frankly, they're the, like the smaller army, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They're going to have to come up with like a. They're a like 300, 300 Spartans going against Persia's 200,000 men. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you got to take out multiple guys per guy. You know, the Brewers are going to have to overachieve if they want to win a World Series, but it's possible. My bold prediction for the Brewers is I think it's going to be Brewers, Dodgers, NLCS, and whoever comes out of that is going to win the World Series. I don't think uh, the Yankees are going to do it. I don't really think the Blue Jays are going to do it. I don't really think the Astros, after losing Carlos Correa, are going to do it. 
Chicago White Sox, I think that they still have uh, some stuff to, to iron out. You know, the Red Sox, like they still have some stuff to iron out. I can't really see Tampa Bay doing it. But I do think that uh, the top two teams really, in terms of most completeness, like if the Brewers do get anything from their lineup, um, I think we can do it. I think that we can do it. It's just we got to get back past that behemoth franchise in L.A., the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, uh, yeah, I think that that gives us some really exciting things to look forward to this season. Alex, any final thoughts as we head into opening day here? Brewers have a ton of star power all up and down their lineup. They've got Christian Yelich. They've got young guys. Willie Adamas, you know, made a splash last year. They've got new guys coming in. Hunter Renfro, excited to see what he can do to the lineup. Practically swapping out guys like Jackie Bradley Jr., who you know, who were not producing a ton. I'm excited just to see how the Brewers can pick up on a fresh year. Fresh year, fresh start. A lot of the bats can use it. The pitching, it's going to be exciting rarely does guys just lose their stuff i mean they've got flamers up and down that rotation and hater out of the bullpen so it's going to be exciting brewers fans thank you for tuning in we're excited for opening day and i can't wait to have a you know another summer of baseball yeah brewers fans baseball's back the brewers are back get ready to tailgate get ready to have some fun get ready to win 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 we've got a loaded squad we've got great management elite pitching Let's see what we can do. Let's have some baseball magic this year. 2022, this is the year.